Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And as usual, joining us on a Monday to do a weekend wrap-up on the world of sports, uh, we got Jason Cameron. And you know what, uh, Jason? I've been so busy today and this weekend that I decided to pass over the host duties to you tonight. And uh, you can run the show. Uh, you can choose to do however you want. Uh, you've been hanging out at home, watching sports. I've been busy. I, uh, you're not working. I'm working. Uh, what do you think? Do you want to host tonight? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that you need to know about me. Since I haven't been, you know, doing what you do, doing what we love to do, which is working, I've gotten into the mindset of being lazy. Okay. Extremely lazy. So when you decide to hand me over the host, like, 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 like the reins, so I have all the control in the world. Don't know if we really want to do that, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't really know if we want to do that. But my natural inclination now, before when I was working, I'd be like, give me the reins. I'm never going to give this back to you. Like, you'll never see it ever again. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> that is done. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's over. But this time, I'm like, well, that's nice of you to do that. But, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to make this easy on myself. I'm just going to give it right back to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, can, I guess I can handle it again tonight. <laughs> at some time, at some point, you're just going to rip it from my grasp and, and take it over, and then that'll be it. Yeah. That will, that, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. Okay. I don't. Okay. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try my best. Uh, I I didn't prepare as much as as I typically do. Uh, today was craziness. No, yeah. never really had any uh, time to prepare. But uh, luckily, I, I got to see um, I got to see the basketball. Uh, we should get into talking about uh, the conference finals and how they finished. And uh, we've got a a finals matchup. Uh, we've got a, a another. Um, accomplishment for a team that's uh having a dynasty six finals in the last eight years for the golden state warriors uh in this day and age that is definitely a dynasty and an amazing accomplishment after two years of of uh injury woes and a lot of troubles uh, with golden state to keeping healthy uh they've been able to uh put it together and and uh reach the final again and then last night's game between the uh, Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. Um, uh, Boston really had control for most of the game. Uh, they almost blew it at the end, but uh, they pulled it out in game seven and uh, they faced the Warriors uh, in the conference. I mean, in the, in the NBA finals starting on Thursday. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts about uh, Golden State-Boston final? First off, I want to say with Golden State, I thought the – unsung hero in that in that series against the Mavs was uh, Kayvon Looney. I yeah. thought he played excellent. He was like a strong, literally almost a double-double guy throughout the series. Yeah. And he he played by far and away his best series yeah. in the playoffs in this series. Um, I thought he was excellent. And going forward, I think that Golden State's going to be, be able to get some guys back, like Otto Porter Jr., uh, apparently even Gary Payton Jr., is able to come back, and I think he's going to be he's going to help on their defense immensely. I think yeah. that dude definitely going to help on their defense immensely. And then um, 
Uh, with the Heat and the Celtics, I, I do want to say this. I, I need to say this. I think now in retrospect, I think the Celtics were the better team, but they definitely couldn't out-hustle or out-heart the Heat. And the Heat made it game seven. Or I should say more to the point, Jimmy Butler made it a game seven. Yeah, I, I think he demonstrated exactly what Heat culture is all about. Heart and hustle. Yeah, And those guys hustle because that was one of the worst first quarters again that they had, but they kept battling to give themselves even a chance to possibly win the game. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtics kind of imploded with 13 points up by 13 with three minutes left, but at the same time, the heat never gave up on themselves. And that's what's so tough about this team. That's why they gave themselves a chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're up by 13 with three minutes to play, like you say, and then, Miami goes on 11-0 run, and uh, they had it right there. Uh, Butler had the ball in his hand and, and went for the game-winning shot. Unfortunately, it was a little short. Uh, they gave the ball to Max Struess uh, in the dying seconds, and he missed two three-pointers. And, and that was kind of the uh, – just the way it, it had worked in many of these Heat games, he just couldn't. Uh, Jimmy Butler just couldn't rely on somebody else to hit a big shot to pull out some of these big wins. Uh, Struess was a guy that, um, you know, very inconsistent this year. When he was on, he was great. But, uh, you know, you just couldn't count on him to to get that three-pointer, uh, to get that shot when he needed. Uh, Tyler Hero came back in this game, but he only played seven minutes. Didn't have any impact at all. And uh, they missed him a lot. Uh, obviously, sixth man of the year. And, um, you know, he just wasn't able to play for quite a bit of the, this conference final. And he just wasn't himself. No, he wasn't himself. And if he was himself, this game seven is very different. Very different outcome. Uh, like, you know, possibly a win for the Heat. But unfortunately, he did go out there. He tried to give him what, what he had, but it wasn't what we're used to seeing, unfortunately, with that groin strain that he suffered. So, no. um but my, my, I still say hats off to the Heat. I think they played admirably. I think them even getting to a Game 7 against a, a Celtics team like that was a feather in their cap for sure. Yeah. And uh, hopefully going forward for them, maybe they pick up another piece, something that else that they need to finally get that push to get back to the finals where they once were. Yeah. Um, but now for the Celtics, though, Celtics look good. You know, yeah. like like like... Like, literally, I'm looking at this matchup going forward between Golden State and, and the Boston Celtics as you have that movement offense that's literally just, it's just vicious. It's killer to any defense. But you're going up against one of the most switchable and best defense in the entire NBA. Yeah. And so I look at it as, okay, so where's all my points going to go come from? And Golden State just seems to have more point getters. Sure. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. just seem to have more. And then especially if you can look at Andrew Wiggins as your fourth option, that's not a bad fourth option. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, do you think this final has the ability to salvage what has been a, a pretty lackluster playoffs? Uh, many lopsided games, uh, blowouts after blowout, uh, a lot of games that, you know, a lot of people probably turned off uh, partway through the third quarter because, yeah, it wasn't fun to watch when teams are down 25, 30 points. Um, do you think this final has the opportunity to, to, you know, finally redeem it and make it a playoffs that we can look back on and say, oh, okay, 
that final was really amazing. And uh, I, I'm happy that I watched it because uh, it was it was rough. It was hard to watch a lot of those games uh, in the last few rounds. Oh, yeah, uh, most certainly. Like there was many games where I'm just like, oh, why am I still watching this game? The game has clearly been over. And so some of the games, let's be honest, we're over at halftime. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. over at halftime. So um, I my hope is, is that we'll have a fantastic finals with very close games. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be true for all of the games. I, I think in, in uh, for sure there's going to be a couple of blowouts just because of the fact that if Golden States get really hot, and especially if Steph and Clay are on, that's yeah. a blowout. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, like, you, you, you're getting a blowout there. So. Yeah. And that can go that way, too, for Boston. If, let's say, if Jalen and uh, Tatum get super hot as well and their defense doesn't clamp, up, clamp down on them, it can go the other way as well. I can see it going both ways. I, my hope is, though, as for you and as for every NBA fan, that most of these games are competitive. That means I can keep watching them past halftime, past the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with, with Tatum and Brown, uh, you know, they're, they're able to usually put up um, 20 to 30 points a game. Uh, Marcus Smart stepped up in that game seven with a great game, 24 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Uh, Al Horford uh, really getting rejuvenated when he rejoined Boston. Uh, he's been playing phenomenal, and he just broke the record. He had, uh, he had the record for the most games ever played in the playoffs and never going into the finals. So uh, I could see how happy and joyful he was after that game ended uh, tears in his eyes uh, just said, Holy cow. You know, this has been just phenomenal to play with these young guys and, and have the opportunity to go to this final. Uh, yeah. His prayers were answered and uh, he's been playing absolutely amazing in these playoffs. Yes, he has. Like if, if, Looney's been that guy for the Warriors. Al Horford has most certainly been that guy for the Celtics. He's been a uh, breath of fresh air, so to speak, with his scoring punch. And even in this game seven, he still pulled down 14 rebounds. Right. Like so, like if he's not getting it done on the scoring end, he's still he's still contributing something. Yeah. And yeah. he's always contributing something. So impressive. Um, you, you mentioned Miami and uh, maybe adding another piece. Uh, what are they going to do? Um, Kyle Lowry, uh, he, he struggled uh, in these playoffs, uh, quite frankly. Uh, he's you know, had some injury troubles, but uh, he, do you think age has caught up to him? Uh, is he, you know, are we going to see a decline with him uh, going forward? You know what? The possibility is there. I'm not going to say that it's going to happen. I think for Kyle and in that body type that he has, because he's a bigger boned man, so to speak, if he can, if he comes back in tip top shape, I will not discount that. Like, I think that would probably help him immensely for extending his career and then extending the period that he still is relevant, still is very, very good. Mm. But if he's not able to do that, if that hamstring keeps uh, si uh, like sidelining him as he's going through his recovery, as he's trying to get in shape for the next season, that could be a problem because unfortunately, as we know through um, history, that uh, hamstrings of that nature can linger for prolonged periods of time. Yeah. I, I was impressed with um, uh, the time that when I saw Gabe Vincent on the floor, uh, he seems like he's mature beyond his years and uh, might be the guy to take over the throne. Yeah. And, and they do have a guy that's I think he's ready if they need him. 
Um, Gabe Vincent is there. I, I was impressed with his play. I thought he played very well um, for his first time being in that kind of situation. And uh, hopefully he can take another step come the next year into playing himself into that role. If that's it, and hopefully he can and is able to do that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lowry's numbers were uh, just really not good in the playoffs. Uh, he had a pretty good game in, uh, in game six, 18 points and 10 assists. But uh, over the playoffs, he averaged 5.6 points, shot less than 27%, and missed eight games with that uh, right hamstring injury. Um, he's still great on defense in, in getting those charges, but a lot of uh, guys were exploiting him speed-wise when they were driving to the hoop. And uh, uh, it says, I've got a stat here that says opponents blew by him on 44% of the drives this season, the highest percentage in his career uh, since any of those stats began in 2013, 2014. Uh, they shot almost 50% with Lowry as the closest defender. And um, yeah, I, 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 I see a slippage. Uh, hopefully it was just because of the injuries and um, not, um, you know, something uh, age-wise. Uh, he still has $58 million remaining on his contract. So um, yeah, Miami's hoping that uh, it was just the uh, injury that was slowing him down. Uh, they have 135 million in guaranteed contracts going into next year, 96 million for Butler, Bam, and Lowry. So 96 for those three guys, uh, uh, very top heavy uh, and, and trying to fit in pieces around them uh, could be, uh, could be difficult uh, when uh, about a hundred million dollars is going to three guys. Yeah, it, it could be tricky. And let's, let's be honest here. It'd be very tricky. Very tricky, but you know, like if 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 movements have to be made or if the front office needs to make a move, because there's two guys that definitely will will not be moved. Actually, I'd say four guys: Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I think any everybody else is uh, there's there's a possibility that they could be moved from the team. So, um, if if they're looking for that other piece, there could be movement there or because they did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals with this team, they might make very, very minimalist moves and, and run it back again. Yeah. Uh, Victor Oladipo had a resurgence after a couple of seasons lost to injury um, in his time when the, he stepped up uh, when, in Lowry's absence. Um, he looked great, and uh, I think um, he's going to be uh, somebody that um, other teams target on the free agent market. Yeah, and, and he's shown that He's getting back. I don't know if he'll get it all back to like that all-star caliber level that we once saw him play at, but he's proven that he can be a valuable piece to any team. He still has game and he still has a game that uh, transfers over, translates over into wins and losses. And uh, if you get Victor over Depot, I think you're getting a winner. You're getting a guy that's a competitor. Yeah. Um, I actually don't, don't think Duncan Robinson is untouchable. He's guaranteed $65 million over the next four years, and um, I, think, um, I think they're going to part ways with him. I think um, we, we've seen the last of him in Miami. Wow, really? Because they just gifted him that, 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 that contract. Yeah. And then also, too, he's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league. 
Yeah. So like if you if you want a gunner and they needed, you know, every team needs a gunner, an absolute knockdown three point shooter. And that's what Duncan Robinson is. That's why I said they're probably not going to get rid of him because yeah. every team needs a guy like that. And they're really hard to find. Yeah, they can be. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just didn't see um, him being utilized very much in that playoff run. And uh, yeah, I just think, um, uh, yeah, for some reason, the Spolstra uh, has soured on him a little bit. And I, I just think, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the possibility of opening up some cap room by uh, making a trade or, or dumping him somehow. Yeah, no, the, the possibility is there, you know, and he makes, uh, he makes quite a bit of money. So that would free up a lot of cap space. Yeah. Uh, currently, while we're doing this podcast, it's game seven between the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, uh, second round heading into the next round. Uh, Rangers have absolutely seized control in this, and it's 5-1 halfway through the third period. Uh, looks like the Rangers will be advancing. So, yeah, uh, man, uh, Carolina was... Um, undefeated at home in the entire playoffs, uh, lost every game on the road, undefeated at home. Uh, this is a home date, but uh, yeah, the, the script has been flipped and the Rangers look like they're moving on. So that's why I've been sort of looking off to the side, if anybody noticed. But um, okay, so tell me about this final. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned obviously the uh, you know, scoring depth that the Golden State has. Um, you know, Boston has uh, scoring depth as well, but the, their defense is great. Uh, I think maybe even better than Golden State this year defensively. Um, what's your prediction? Uh, what do you What do you think we're going to see? Uh, who's going to win and how many games? I think it's going to be a very. I, I think it's going to be an entertaining finals. Number one, I want I want to say that, and also too, I think. Yeah, I might be a little bit biased here. I'm a Golden State guy. I'm biased. Yeah. And I, I, I really want to see Steph get back to the top of the mountain. I think it's Golden State in six games. And I think, I'm just going to add this in there, I think Steph Curry gets finals MVP. Yeah. Yeah, everybody talks about him, you know, never getting that MVP in those three titles and it being sort of a blemish on his record and, you know, a missing piece on his resume. I uh, hope he gets it. Uh, uh, he was able to get the uh, conference finals MVP uh, first time it was ever awarded and and that was good. But, um, yeah, it would be nice to, to see him finally get that because he has been uh, the guy that, you know, is – has been crucial to you know these these championship runs and and you know one of the guys that should have had it already uh i i laughed when he stepped up to the microphone he was laughing and they said why are you laughing and he said uh iguodala just turned and said oh finally now you got an mvp yay because uh, <laughs> now everybody won't be mad at me anymore <laughs> uh, i thought that was pretty awesome uh he he, he really got a kick out of that of course he did. Like that is awesome because the one of the most unlikely people to get a Finals MVP was Andre Iguodala yeah. uh, for that historic run that they had. And uh, it, it's funny that he's poking a little jab at Steph Curry, you know, future Hall of Famer, greatest sh uh, three point shooter or shooter that we've ever seen. Period, yeah. ever in modern day of basketball. 
Um, Boston uh, is going for their 18th title right now. Uh, both LA and Boston have 17 titles each in their franchise history. So uh, Boston's trying to um, go one up on them again. Uh, this will be uh, Golden State trying for their seventh uh, title in their franchise, but six finals in the last three year, uh, six finals in the last eight years. Uh, they, they won three titles. Uh, obviously they lost to the Cavs. Uh, the one year uh, when LeBron returned to Cleveland, and then they lost to the Raptors when both um, KD and Clay uh, both went down with injury. And uh, uh, Canada got its first championship here north of the border. Um, but um, yeah, this is definitely uh, an amazing accomplishment for a team that a lot of people said was done. Uh, this was their chance, this was their window. Uh, Steph's too old now. Draymond doesn't have it anymore. Clay, how's Clay ever going to come back from two horrific injuries like that? Uh, how are they going to fit these pieces of puzzle in when KD leaves? And um, yeah, this is a this is an absolutely phenomenal accomplishment for this franchise. Yeah, it is. It is. Sometimes I wonder if KD's looking at this, going, "Hmm, maybe I shouldn't have left." Yeah. 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 But you know, that's in the past, and. I have to, you got to give uh, Golden State's front office a lot of credit, credit where credit is due for making the moves that they did so that they really, let, let's say this, they retooled for literally two years and they're back again, yeah. which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, I don't think there's many teams that you could say in history that has been able to do what Golden State just did. Yeah, exactly. Go to six finals. Retool for two years, or or go to certain number of finals. Retool for two years, and then it come right back. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for Thursday. Uh, both teams get some rest uh, this week to um, heal up, and uh, everyone, you know, hopefully is uh, fully healthy, and we can see both teams. I was kind of hoping for Miami to win because I thought Golden State had a bit better chance of beating Miami than than Boston, but uh, I'm looking forward to a great long drawn out series. Uh, I've been a Golden State fan for for many many years uh, since Steph arrived there, and um, yeah, I, I'm definitely cheering for them. Uh, I think it's good for basketball. They play basketball uh, the most exciting way, the best way, getting the team involved. You mentioned it right off the top, how they're just you know constantly passing the ball uh, to that open man, and uh, so much movement. Um, yeah, if, if you. If you don't watch basketball and you're watching this podcast, tune in and watch Golden State play. It is an absolute dream to watch, and you'll become a fan of basketball. Uh, they they know how to play the game right, and I'm glad they stuck to their guns. They stuck with these guys. They didn't trade Curry. They didn't make some crazy wild moves. Um, they've stuck to this, and and it's um, you know benef benefiting them with another. Uh, another run to the, the, the final. Uh, this is in San Francisco, so uh, not across the bay in Oakland anymore. Uh, this is uh, sort of a new fan base in a lot of ways. And, um, but this is great. This is great for the game because it's a copycat league. A lot of other uh, organizations are going to try to run the, the league, uh, run their teams the same way as Golden State does. And we're going to see some more exciting basketball from, from many more organizations. Well, I, I hope so, because like, you know, copycat league meanings that whatever those guys are doing, working. Yes. So and whatever these guys are doing, Golden State either be on offense or or um, 
Boston's defense, it works, yeah. right? And then also too, Boston has a subtly different approach with Golden State in particular. So I'm I'm looking for I'm looking forward to this uh, series because yeah. I think the coaches are going to determine this series as much as the players are with the tweaks that they're going to have to make on offense and defense. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, as I said, Thursday, uh, first game, uh, Sunday, which is my birthday, uh, game two. Can't wait. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, going to catch a Vancouver Canadians game during the, uh, afternoon and then go somewhere fun to, to watch the Warriors, uh, go up to nothing and, uh, uh, you know, get this series uh, rolling really well. Um, there, we, we were actually supposed to go to see a, uh, soccer match between team Canada and Iran. And that game has now been canceled because of, um, uh, too many protests, um, about Iran coming in and playing soccer here. So that really sucked. Uh, we had some great plans to, to go and see, uh, our soccer nation who's finally qualified for the world cup coming up in Qatar and, uh, uh, yeah, people uh, got they got all political about it, and uh, now uh, this game isn't happening. Uh, we got to wait a while to get our money back, and uh, yeah, I wasn't really uh, very happy about that. Yeah, of course you're not too happy about that because, well, why would you want to ruin my birthday? Ruin my birthday? <laughs> uh, yeah, but at least the good thing is you managed to find a substitute, and uh, watching the Canadians game, not a bad substitute. Not yeah, bad that'll be, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm glad they're playing uh, here locally on my on my birthday. Uh, speaking of birthdays, uh, this past weekend, uh, great buddy of mine uh, turned 50 years old. The big 5-0 uh, had to had to make a surprise trip over to Vancouver Island and and go visit him. I just jumped on the ferry, drove to his house, knocked on his door. Uh, when I arrived at, at his house, uh, his truck wasn't in the driveway, and I thought, oh, great. He's he's away for the weekend. Uh, knowing my luck, uh, he's gone. I made this trip for nothing, but uh, he opened the door and there he was. And uh, we ended up having a, a great time together. Um, I I was uh, kind of annoyed most of the weekend, though, because uh, of the ferries. Um, that is just uh, so brutal. I, I, I need to start getting people to sign a petition to build a bridge. I, I just am so bloody sick of the fairies it is so outrageous how much money it costs how incompetent they are how i just can't even believe that some place that's only 35 kilometers away it takes me five six hours to get there and get back and they're charging me massive amount of money for absolute horrible horrific service so uh man like Geez, I just cannot believe how bad the ferries are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't discount anything that you've said. Uh, I've gone through it myself uh, going there. I went, over to the, I went over to the island. It must have been like last year. Um, and going there was fine for me. But coming back, oh, my good. Like, it was an all-day affair. It took me five and a half hours yeah, to right. get back from there yeah. to here. Where I, in my head, I was like, would I have been better off just taking a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think it's better to take a helicopter or a seaplane or something now. Yeah, I just, uh, I think I should just not not subject myself to this pain anymore. Because 
yeah, it's just making me not want to go there. And, you know, I got a best buddy, got some family over there, my dad and uh, lots of, you know, friends. And, oh, man, it's just unbelievable. I was actually talking to a colleague the other day and uh, he met his girlfriend's dad. His dad came over to visit them. And he said, yeah, uh, I think her dad hasn't been off the island to the mainland since the 80s. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's, as I said, like 35 kilometers away. And uh, he, yeah, he just, I guess he got sick uh, at a very young age and decided, no, I'm never making that trip again. No, yeah. So, some of us have quicker triggers than others. His was in the 80s. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> It was um, it was insane, and uh, I guess the other rant. I need to get one more thing off my chest. Sorry, you're being my therapist tonight, but um, I I need to get somebody on the case of uh, how many red lights this city has added uh, in the past. Uh, let's say one year, two years, five years, ten years. Uh, it is just sickening to try to travel around the city now. I get stuck at red light after red light after red light. One block, there's a block, and then there's another red light, and block, another red light. Uh, I think they've added hundreds and hundreds of red lights in the past few years. And I do, don't get why a city would want to just gridlock the hell out of itself and not let everybody get around and get the their things done that they need to do. Uh, this, this city is just ridiculous right now it's ridiculous to try to get anywhere in a quick fashion uh i don't i don't get how somebody could uh be a planner and and put this this in front of everybody who needs to get places around first off why are you in a hurry for why 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 are you in a hurry you, you shouldn't be in a hurry not in this city anyway i got i got things to do problem. with my life i got i don't I don't want to be sitting in my car in traffic for the rest of my life. I got things well, that, to do. That is too bad because in this city, that's what you're going to do. Half of your life is going to be spent in the car. Being safe at a red light, <laughs> not moving. You want to know why? And I, and I feel I feel kind of encouraged by this because the city cares about our safety. Oh, that's why geez. it won't let us move. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you always play devil's advocate, but that one is a stretch. That one's a very big stretch. I know, I know. It's a little bit of a stretch, a little bit, a little bit. Oh. But that, and for me, I look at it and I just go, oh, they care. They oh. care. They don't want us to move around. They don't want us to go anywhere. What they do want us to do is stop at a red light and just stop there. Just and wait, like, that's it. And wait, and wait, and wait, <laughs> and wait, and wait some more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Um, I was talking, uh, obviously, uh, yeah, being in traffic is a tough thing. And uh, honestly, every single morning, too, I'm hearing about accidents. Uh, but I heard uh, about a, a couple of accidents over the weekend that uh, really uh, surprised me. Um, Arizona Cardinals cornerback Jeff Gladney was killed in a car wreck this morning in uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, he, him and an unidentified female uh, were involved in a two-car collision. Uh, his car was flipped over. 
and uh, the peop the occupants in the other vehicle were not injured, uh, but he was killed. Um, 25 years old. He was a first round pick out of uh, Texas Christian University in 2020 by the Vikings, and uh, he just signed a, a two year contract with the Cardinals in March. And um, uh, yeah, he uh, yeah passed away this morning at 25 years old. Uh, the whole NFL community is mourning and especially uh, all the organizations that he played for. Oh yeah. That's uh, I, I did see something about that. I think it was a Instagram post from JJ Watt uh, saying rest in peace. And uh, it's an unfortunate accident. These things always suck, whether it be in a celebrity, an athlete, a normal human being, yeah. a civilian, anybody yeah. sucks. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. And, uh, I, I hope I only wish the best for his uh, friends and loved ones. I want to talk about a, another car accident uh, in one second, but uh, while I'm on the NFL, I, I do want to uh, just mention that uh, Antonio Brown said he will not play in the NFL in the upcoming 2023 season here. Um, do you think um, that this was the last we've seen of Antonio Brown after he had that, meltdown and and left the and and left the uh, uh Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, you know that it, it's nice that he gave us like the heads up that he's out. I don't know if anybody really cared, but I I appreciate the fact that he gave everybody the heads up that he's yeah. he's going to be unavailable for this particular season. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um now, would, would a team have taken a flyer on him? I think, I think a, lot, a lot of teams would have taken a flyer on him because they won't have to pay him that much money, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. But, but then again, maybe that's why he took the year off because he's not going to get – he feels he's not going to get the money that he's owed or that he's worth, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, at the same time, man, it's unfortunate, but these last couple of years, we've kind of seen uh, a particular trend with Antonio Brown, which is – really hard to deal with in the locker room. And yeah. if you got a great team, you don't need that. You just don't need that element. You don't need that wild card who you don't know what he's going to do or if he's going to go off. So, yeah, I, I think other teams are just like, oh, well, you know what? We'll just go in the draft and we'll get ourselves a receiver. Yeah, going a different direction, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he would have tried to continue his career uh, right away, but um, I guess he needs another – year off and um, yeah I don't know it, we might have been the last we've seen of him in an NFL uniform but but um, yeah I, as you say there was probably going to be a bit of a lineup of teams that wanted to sign him because uh, he's not he, he's not able to garner much of a contract a high level contract because of all his uh, incidents and meltdowns he's had over his career yeah because of all the antics and everything else um, it, it, you know if you get him at the right price point, I think teams would be interested. But if he's going to price himself out of the market, then he's going to be out. You know, like so. Yeah, I, I think this is a very, very good indication that this might be the end of it. This might be the end of his career, and it's done because he's also too. I believe he's in his mid thirties now. So yeah. Yeah, he made an announcement uh, at some point uh, over the past year that he wanted to uh, finish his career with Pittsburgh. He wanted to uh, retire a Steeler. Uh, so we'll see if that um, ends up ever happening. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to talk about an accident. Um, one of your favorite UFC fighters, 
Uh, Trailblazer, the, the Mouth, Kevin Holland, uh, saved another man's life uh, this past weekend. Um, a uh, truck driver was um, driving, uh, I think he was coming down a ramp off the highway. Uh, somehow his truck ended up flipping over and um, Kevin stopped his car, jumped out, pulled the guy out of the wreckage. He said he was quite scared. He said some of the other incidences, I haven't been scared, but this one uh, really worried me because a lot of fluids were pouring out of the truck at the time. And and uh, we've all seen on, you know, action movies, uh, <laughs> boom, big explosion. And uh, the guy um, fought him off a little bit as he was pulling him out saying, I need to get my phone. I need to get my stuff. And he's like, I got another phone for you, dude. Like, come on, let's get out of here. And uh, he pulled him out of the wreck and uh, yeah, it was a, a hero again. Uh, another time uh, he, you know, he's been doing this quite frequently over the past year or two. Yeah. Uh, maybe he should change his uh, name to like vigilante, you know, like, you know, like he's just a, he's a hero, yeah. he's a hero. And it's been, it's kind of nice to hear these nice stories, you know, about like people doing good for one another, as opposed to the other side of it, which we hear way too much of. Absolutely. So, Hey, that's good on Kevin. And it's great PR for him because yeah. all he's doing is fighting people legally in an octagon or rescuing people on his off time. Not yeah. bad. <laughs> He's got a fight coming up uh, against Tim Means uh, very soon, and uh, it'll be great to see him back in the cage doing what he's best at. Uh, in October of 2020, he apprehended a alleged car thief, a guy who had uh, stolen a car, uh, supposedly, and uh, uh, crashed that car, carjacked another vehicle. Uh, uh, Kevin Holland chased him down and held him down until the police arrived. He also... Uh, took down an active shooter in March of this year. Uh, he was sitting in a sushi restaurant having some dinner and uh, some guys came in, uh, shot, they, uh, 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 some gun shots were fired. Um, he ended up running to the guy, uh, pinning him down, uh, gave him a rear naked choke, uh, held him down to the police arrived. And um, yeah, he, uh, he's in a, He's in a rough neighborhood of uh, Houston. A lot of things going on, but uh, he's definitely not uh, too worried about jumping in and uh, helping out and saving people's lives. Yeah. No, he's not at all. Like uh, Kevin Batman Holland, yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah. yeah he, man, maybe. He, he said he loves Batman, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he said he wouldn't mind getting that uh, name nickname change from Trailblazer <laughs> to Batman. Yeah, yeah. That's Maybe that's more poignant. He keeps doing stuff like this on his off time, as opposed to what, you know, when he's training for fights, he might just get that name. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, why don't we promote uh, the UFC coming up? There was no UFC this past weekend, uh, but we have a UFC fight night coming up the, June the 4th on this Saturday at the apex in Vegas. Uh, this will be the start of 12 consecutive weeks of events. So we had one week off and now uh, three months three on. Months. So that's pretty great. Uh, in the main event, we've got the heavyweights, Alexander Volkov and Jarzinho Rosenstrike, uh, which should be a, a really good stand-up war between two super tough guys that can knock people out. Uh, I'm excited about the, the seeing this battle. I am too, but I'm a little bit questioning. I thought the last time we saw Alexander Volkov in the octagon, 
that he actually kind of suffered, I don't know, like a major injury from that arm bar from Aspinall. Yeah. Like either it dislocated or broke his forearm. <laughs> so, or it dislocated his elbow, I should say. So I'm actually kind of surprised to see him back in the octagon as quickly as he is. Yeah. So I guess he's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm legitimately surprised that he's back in as quickly as he is after that, uh, after that brutal loss. But yeah. That will be a great fight. Um, both guys have the power to knock each other out, but I think I give, I think I'm going to give the advantage to Rosenstrike. Yeah, in this. yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right with that one. Yeah, Rosenstrike has, has, um, yeah, yeah, really proved to, to be uh, that you know one of those top elite uh, heavyweights, and um, yeah, he, he's. Uh, yeah, he's got lethal hands and, and uh, yeah, Volkov. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a veteran, been around forever, but I think Rosenstrike uh, has the advantage, in, in my opinion. In the co main event, uh, we've got uh, Dan Ige taking on the undefeated Movsar Evloev. Um, I don't know, this Evloev uh, is tough. I don't know if uh, Ige stands a chance. Uh, what, what do you What do you think we're gonna see? This is a big step up for Evloev, though. This yeah. is a big step up. Like, like that he is no joke. Uh, this will either prove the fact of why he's undefeated and if he's that good. Yeah. Or Ike wins, but he wins a very, very tough match, and it's super close. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's the way I think this ends. Like, either Evloev, I think, either finishes it and may finish it decisively, or Ige wins a very, very, very tough war. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's an early, early start. Uh, the main card starts at uh, one, one o'clock uh, at Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, quite early there. Uh, let's see. Um, what else can I notice? Uh, Felice Herrick, Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Uh, this is a rematch. Um, they, had a fight four years ago. Kovalkiewicz beat Herring by a split decision. UFC 223 in Brooklyn. Uh, they they both have struggled recently and are in need of a win. Um, it, whoever loses might uh, not uh, be in the UFC anymore. And uh, so you, you're probably going to see two girls really throw it down. Uh, usually when somebody's back's against the wall and they're... Yeah. They're running the risk of, of losing out their career in the UFC. Uh, usually we see a good performance by them. Yeah, and I think you're going to see excellent performances from both women. But honestly, at this point in time with both of them, I think it's a toss-up. Yeah. Even money for both of them, uh, for any one of them to win this fight. Uh, I think it's even. I couldn't tell you who would win, but I'm hoping that it's going to be one hell of a fight. Uh, I love Alonzo Menafield. Really excited to see him fight. Uh, man, that guy is tough and uh, love love his fighting style. Yeah, power, power, and more power. Yeah. He's got the power to knock you out, knock you silly. That's why I like watching that guy fight. Yeah, yeah. Anything else uh, on the prelims you want to mention? Um, yes, uh, the guy that's in the in the in the main uh, uh, main fight for the prelims with Joe Selecki. Haven't seen him fight for a while. And so I'm, I'm quite uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him fight again because I really like his fighting style. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, just a little over a week away from UFC 275. We've got uh, 
A uh, couple of title fights coming up, uh, Glover Teixeira and Yuri Perhachka. Uh, this will be uh, a great battle. Glover finally realizing uh, his his aspirations to get a belt wrapped around his waist uh, in his early 40s. Uh, Perhachka, the young guy coming in, trying to knock the old guy off the perch. Um, I, I think this is going to be a heck of a battle. I think it's going to be a heck of a battle. I'm kind of I'm going with Prohachka though. Um, I'm going with Prohachka because the dude's got serious power. Yeah. Serious power in all of his limbs. It doesn't matter what he hits you with. And also, too, his stand-up style is so ridiculously unique, so ridiculously yeah. that's his style. And trying to practice for that style, I'm sorry to say, it's freaking impossible. Yeah. And because of that unique style, because of the way that he attacks, weird, odd angles, super, super powerful. I'm picking him to beat Glover, but I know it's not going to be easy because Glover is incredibly durable. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko going to keep her belt, I'm sure, about it. Uh, uh, we've seen Amanda Nunes lo- lose. We saw Rose lose, uh, you know, both in shocking fashion. I just don't see this happening for Valentina. Uh, she she better not take Talia Santos lightly, but uh, you know she's she's uh, probably the greatest fighter on the planet right now. After Amanda just uh, had a horrifically bad performance um, in her last fight, so uh, yeah, I, you know I think Shevchenko continues on with the belt. I think Shevchenko continues on with his belt forever, possibly. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm thinking, like you know. As long as she stays in shape, <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever going to take a belt away from her. I, as you know, am incredibly biased. She's one of my favorite fighters. I love watching uh, this woman work, do her work in the octagon. Uh, she doesn't take anybody lightly. No. She takes one fight at a time. She's an incredible, she's a pro's pro. Yeah. Professional through and through. Uh, I just don't see her slipping against Santos. I literally don't see her slipping against anybody unless she's challenging for a belt. And even then I still think I'd favor her over any lady that's in any of the divisions right now. I would favor her right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's the best. Um, And then we've got the uh, Weili Zhang against uh, Joanna Jacek. Both these ladies really know how to bring it and, uh, you know, have hell of a, a lot of heart and uh, can really throw down. Uh, I'm excited to, to see these girls bang again. Yes, because we've already seen this this before, right? Yeah. And now they're going to run it back, which is fantastic. Awesome. And we haven't seen Joanna step into Octagon for quite some time. Don't know if it was due to injury. Don't know if it was due to her, you know, family stuff. But either way, I am super excited and ecstatic that she's come back into the octagon and against that woman right there where she had one of her greatest matches that she's ever had. Yeah. So if she if she's going to come back, she's going to make a big splash. That's the way to do it. Awesome. Uh, the only uh, down that I can see with this card was uh, Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori were supposed to fight on this card. Uh, that has been canceled or postponed. Uh, that's really too bad. Cause that would have been a heck of a heck of a battle um, on the featured fight on the prelims. Um, Brendan Allen uh, love watching this guy fight. And uh, I, I see a good battle against Jacob Malcolm. 
Yeah, I do too. And I think that's a quick changeover for Brendan Allen. I believe we, we've just recently seen him in the octagon too. So, you know what? I, I, I understand when a fighter feels that he's hot, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Uh, we've seen uh, a number of fighters do that over the years where they're just like, I'm in my sweet spot and I got to go. Like, I think one of the best runs that we've ever seen was Don Cerrone. I think he had six or seven wins in a year. Yeah. So, yeah, like when, you, when you're hot and you know it, hey, it's time to make hay. And I think it, this might be Brendan Allen's time to make it right now. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to uh, switch to a little bit of boxing news. Um, got to see... A, a great fight over the weekend between uh, Gervonta Tank Davis against Rolando Romero. Um, Romero fought really fantastic for the first five rounds. Um, really was taking it to him. And then Tank just unleashed an absolute bomb and uh, changed the fight. Took him out. Uh, a big KO win in the uh, sixth round. and. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the shock because he was definitely losing the fight, but uh, yeah, he's got so much power that um, he was able to land that one shot and take him out. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with Gravanta is maybe a smaller stature man for boxing, but he carries a tremendous amount of power. Yeah. And with guys with doesn't matter what division they're in, any guy any guy that has fight ending power like that. Never out of the fight. No. Even if it looks like they're brutally losing. All they got to do is just wait for that one beautiful hook, uppercut, left, straight, whatever it may be, and it's over. Yeah, he, he just caught him with a left hand, and, and he just uh, went face first into the ropes, and then he just, like, slid down the ropes, <laughs> and it was just – it was over. Uh, it was pretty wild. Um, Ryan Garcia was uh, ringside and he was just constantly screaming and yelling at him. Uh, I'm next. I'm next. Uh, fight me, you chicken. Uh, they, uh, they really had a lot of words against each other. Uh, it looks like that fight could happen in the very near future, probably uh, by the end of the year. Uh, but uh, they just announced um, uh, Garcia will be fighting uh, Javier uh, Fortuna. Uh, on July 16th for the um, uh, for uh, the lightweight uh, uh, next man up. Um, Garcia's number six and uh, uh, Fortuna's number 10 right now. Uh, Fortuna's record is 37-3-1 with 26 KOs. Uh, Garcia's still undefeated, 22-0 with 18 KOs. Um, Gar they, they, these guys were supposed to fight a, a year ago, uh, July 2021. Um, Garcia said that, um, he couldn't do it. Uh, he was focusing in on his mental health, which was, um, a concern at the time for him. Uh, he, uh, did undergo some wrist surgery, um, late in the year. Um, he has fought since that in April, uh, he won a decision over Emmanuel, Emmanuel Tago. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, he was angry and screaming and yelling and, and trying for this this fight against tank and uh, let's hope it happens. Um, I think uh, those two against each other would be a hell of a fight. That would be a great fight. That'd be a fantastic fight. And hopefully he pissed him off just enough to make the fight happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny when these guys go, 
I guess I got to piss this guy off just to make this fight happen. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to yell some crazy stuff at him. And then hopefully he goes, I want to fight that guy. And it's like, great, because that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen the knockout, uh, yeah, oh man, it was uh, it was a hell of a one for one thirty-five pounder. Man, uh, he, he, I just couldn't believe the the punch, and uh, there was no way he was getting up. That was that was a done deal. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to watch it because I, I haven't I haven't seen that that knockout, but it sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. So what are you do? What are you going to do this week with no basketball, uh, man? Uh, you got a few days to just chill. Uh, what are you going to watch? Uh, Marvel movies? Uh, what What do you got on your plate? Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to accept the role that I've been given now, which is like I'm, I'm an old man now. So I'm probably just going to read. I'm gonna I'm gonna take out my book. I'm just going to read my book okay. in silence. Because that's what I need now as an old man. And that's it. That's my week. Okay. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds terrible. Uh, your, life is just, your life is ticking away already. You're an old man. You, you don't look that old, but I guess you are. Yeah. 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 Now, that's the great thing about me is that I don't look it, but I am. I am. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you take your Geritol and, uh, yeah. <laughs> rub all your cream on your aching joints and uh how is the health how's the shoulder how's everything coming along uh actually you know what i'm glad you asked thank you um the shoulder's coming along great um things are coming along great actually um my physio is happy with my progress and so is the doctor so great and that's all i can ask for so away we go good to hear man good to hear uh the final Rangers won six to two, uh, advanced to the next round. Uh, everybody here in Canada uh, seems to be jumping on the Edmonton Oilers bandwagon uh, as they are about to embark on their uh, conference final series against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, but uh, I hear you're, um, yeah, you're you're not jumping on the bandwagon for the Oilers. Oh, you want me to go over this one again, huh? This old chestnut. Okay, no problem. No problem. As a as a child, as a child, um, it was it was it wasn't the best thing to learn about hatred as a child. Like it, it's not great to hate as a kid. Right. But unfortunately, I learned how to hate my own best team, like my favorite team in hockey. It was my favorite team, okay. Edmonton Oilers. Mm. What had happened was the owner at the time, Peter Pocklington, had sold Wayne Gretzky like he was a piece of meat from his from one of his, his factories, the store. Right. Wayne Gretzky is not a piece of meat. He's a freaking Canadian icon. You don't ever trade a man like that for any amount of money. No. Any amount. You That's know how many, how many Stanley Cups you four? I think four. And then he just goes, you know what? I think I'm good. No more for me. Well, you did get more. But that's not the point. The point <laughs> is, you trade away the greatest player that we've ever seen in hockey. You don't do that. And so, as a child, I'm a child now. I learned hate. <laughs> deep in my heart. Deep. And I said to myself, never again. <laughs> never again can I ever cheer, can I cheer for this team. <laughs> my heart out. How dare you. I'm a Detroit Red Wings guy now. Wow. That's it. That's it. And unfortunately, 
what people don't know is this. I'm sorry. I curse the team. I don't know if you're ever going to win as long as I'm alive. And of course, man, as I told you before, probably till the 90s. So I think you guys got like 50 or 60 years. 50 wow. or 60 years. Wow. Sorry, sorry, Oilers fans. Jeez, uh, the Cameron curse has been unleashed. And uh, what what year is it? 2022. So uh, 2082 before uh, <laughs> you got a chance for this. That's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a while. Holy cow. Hey, it's going to be a great year, though, right? 2082, you guys are going to win. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, if the Oilers do not win this year, it will be 30 years, 30-year uh, drought since a Canadian team hoisted the Stanley Cup. Uh, we've had a few Canadian teams uh, reach the finals, but not one of them has been able to uh, get the cup raised uh, since 1993 when Montreal Canadiens won. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a crazy drought. Uh, nobody seems to know why, uh, it's been this long, but, uh, yeah, I guess in Edmonton, now they know why there's a curse. Yeah. 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 Now they, now, you know, I'm sorry, but he should never have done that. Shouldn't mm -hmm. have done that to us. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I never knew that story, but, uh, yeah, great, great to know that, uh, it was it was Pocklington that unleashed the curse that uh, Oilers fans will be having to deal with misery until you die. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, I'm not Peter Pocklington. Yeah. Moron. <laughs> the, uh, the Leafs curse was supposedly brought on by a guy who played with them, and uh, they stiffed him for $2,400. And he said, uh, no, you, you didn't pay me. Uh, I'm, I'm promising you will not win a cup as long as I'm alive. And um, Brendan Shanahan uh, took over the team a few years ago and heard about this curse and paid the guy his 2400 bucks. <laughs> and the guy said, okay, I'm lifting the curse. Here it is. But I don't know. Maybe he wasn't able to. Uh, it was just too entrenched in, in lore. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, even though he got his 2400 bucks, maybe uh, 50 years later, uh, it still hasn't lifted the curse on the Leafs. First off, Shadowhead made a huge mistake. Interest, buddy. Interest. Didn't add the interest on. Means the curse has actually got officially lifted. You should have <laughs> probably paid him double. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, just to make sure that the curse is gone. Yeah. Twenty four hundred dollars in nineteen sixty seven. Uh, yeah. Different than uh, in the two thousand twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know why he didn't think that. Yeah. Why would you not think that? I know that's the first thing I would think of. It's like, it's a real curse because we really haven't won. So I'm really going to give them all this money. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I plan to, um, yeah, I, uh, I plan to try to run as many red lights as I can in the next, uh, coming days and uh, never get back on the ferry for maybe a couple of years. And so I don't have to give any more rants in our podcast and I can uh, just be a happy man. Um, but this was a fun podcast, uh, a little shorter because not as much is going on. Um, we're, we're getting close to those dog days of summer soon. Did you hear that it's actually going to be 24 degrees on Wednesday? No. 
I had no idea. Okay, that's good because like this May has been probably one of the coldest Mays I can remember. Like yeah. it, it has actually, we've had no semblance of summers around the corner at all. Like no. the weather hasn't given us any of that. This 2022 has just been horrifically terrible weather. Uh, you know, we haven't had a spring at all. I don't know what, where spring decided to just not come this year, but uh, 24 degrees and it's not even supposed to be sunny. So that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> 24 right. with no sun but yeah. um anyway we've reached the end of may we're into june now to, uh, starting this week and um yeah i i'm excited about this the celtics warrior series um i haven't uh, i didn't enjoy the conference finals that that much but uh i i'm really really chomping at the bit for uh this series and um yeah i i think it can be really seven phenomenal games and We'll see Golden State uh, get another title. Yes. Yes. Golden State will hoist that championship up again. Steph Curry goes, see, I told you I could win the finals MVP if I wanted to. If I wanted to. Yeah. Apparently, I did this time. Yeah. So there you go. Done. <laughs> he gave it to Andre. Gave it to KD. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll take one now. Sure. One. I'll take one now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because he's, he's your ultimate team player. He'll take a back seat, and he doesn't have a problem with it. But you want to know why? Because that's part of his greatness. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, buddy. This was fun. Uh, great to great to do this. Uh, keep in touch. I'm glad to hear your shoulders doing well and uh, enjoy your book. No, definitely. We'll definitely enjoy the book. And I'll see you next Monday. Okay, buddy. Cheers. Bye for now. Okay. Wow. That was fun. Um, yeah. A little longer than I expected, but still kind of a short podcast compared to usual. Uh, thanks so much for sticking in. Hope you enjoyed our conversation as always. And um, yeah, I uh, hope you uh, enjoy the 24 degree weather if you're living around here. And hopefully if you're not living around here, uh, it's been uh, spring-like weather and good good weather around you. Uh, yeah, I had a, had a great weekend. Uh, went over the island seeing my friends and that was great. And uh, yeah, i back at work here this week. Uh, I do want to say thank you to our uh, partners and sponsors, um, anchor.fm, the easiest place to make a podcast. Uh, go to anchor.fm and follow those details. Uh, phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms for us. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology performance and value. And as you know, the V350 stick is a must-have for anybody uh, that's a hockey player in your uh, in your inner circle. Um, I want to mention Pampas and Possibilities, uh, really great designers of West Coast pretty things to put in your home and spruce it up, make it look great. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Uh, you can purchase products on our website, completesportsmedia.com, and get discounts uh, for being uh, close to us. So, um, yeah, uh, love you guys lots. Uh, always appreciate the support. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. Check out our websites, uh, completesportsmedia.com and completemedianetwork.com. can shoot you out to our whole big family. And, um, yeah, I guess we will talk soon. Uh, trying to do some podcasts uh, through the middle of the week here. Uh, keep tuned in and uh, we'll uh, yeah, provide you with some excellent entertainment. Love you. Bye for now. <laughs>